What's up everybody and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to B2B Made Simple. My, my special guest today is Richard Puzlesny. And I probably sound really amateur saying that last name, but uh, I got to give it to you. That's a cool last name. Where did it, is that like a, a deep family line there? So it's funny you should say that. So it's actually Eastern European. Um, you know, my grandfather said it was Czech. My grandmother said it was Polish. So I just say Eastern European, just cover the whole swath. There you uh, go, man. Got a little complicated over there. So. <laughs> that's that's easy enough. Um, but Richard, appreciate you being on the show. Um, you're Thank the you VP of marketing. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the VP of marketing at North Pass. Um, we're, before we get into today's topic, why don't you share like what what's the size of your marketing team? Um, what are what are you responsible for as a VP of marketing? Uh, give us some background on that. Yeah, sure. So North Pass, you know, we are a startup business. We have about 50 heads in the building at this point in time. And uh, frankly, our team is super lean and mean. So we have a, it's a team of four. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, frankly, you know, my responsibility at North Pass is frankly um, been to more or less help build this brand. Um, North Pass, we have a great product. Uh, we have a great team. And frankly, we just are kind of been, you know, kind of getting, passing along through in the learning space. So, you know, basically we want to elevate the brand and um, that's basically my role. So anything soup to nuts marketing falls under my purview. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're going to touch on today um, is, I mean, customer experience kind of does, does touch in the brand because you're, you're known for what people think of you um, first and foremost. So um, today we're going to dive into the, the fact that marketing really does need to own CX, how to increase a community and building a customer community. Um, so let's jump right in. The first thing you, you give us here is we need to start getting in front of our customers. Um, can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, for me, I think when people think of marketing, especially in the context of B2B, it's always, oh boy, what, what do they want now? <laughs> And if you're the CEO, it's, you know, obviously we want money (laughs) and we want more headcount and we want more and more and more. And in the context of customers, you know, it tends to be that um, we go to customers to ask for a case study. We ask for quotes. We ask for video testimonials. We ask for everything under the sun. So I think it's key that as marketers, uh, especially in the context of B2B, that we start getting in front of our customers, right? And we open up a dialogue. We establish a rapport and take more of a relationship management approach, right? So that customers have a face to the name. Um, and I think that's kind of a real key point that really marketers should embrace and step into. Um, you know, frankly, you shouldn't just be making asks of your install base and kind of, you know, being a, you know, frankly, badgering your customers. I've definitely been there in previous lives and it doesn't feel good. And it definitely doesn't, you know, give a great experience for your customers or install base. So for me, 
you know, marketing, you know, not only do you need to kind of establish that rapport and have great relationship management skills, you also need to be an advocate for your customers, right? So if your customer does a fundraise, your customer, you know, launches something or they launch with you, celebrate these things. Um, you know, these are things that you should definitely kind of, you know, you want to be one, you want them to be an advocate for you at some point, but first it starts with you being an advocate for them, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one classic saying from a, a former CEO I used to work with is, our customer success is our success. So that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, what are some examples of ways that you guys um, do this? Do you have someone specifically uh, set that this is their role or maybe it's part of someone's role where it's keeping an eye on maybe their social media um, so you can have some talking points? Can you explain what that looks like for you guys? Yeah, sure. So for us, you know, frankly, we partner with our CEO team, our customer success team. And, you know, really it's a joint effort. We're really trying to stay on top of everything that's going on, you know, so we really kind of focus on our customer base and our key, you know, customers, the ones that are really our tier ones, if you will, the ones that are really, um, you know, near, dear to our hearts. We're actually in the process of establishing a customer community and establishing a customer advisory board. So that will once again, make it a bit stickier. Um, But for us right now, it's kind of like, you know, we have the social media listening tools. We definitely are following the news items. You know, we have Google alerts and all those different things. And it's really a shared effort, right? You know, since we're lean and mean across the board, you know, our customer success org is lean and mean, our marketing org is lean and mean. You know, really, it's kind of like everybody's pitching in together. I think it really speaks to that, you know, whether it's marketing and sales or marketing and CS, you really have to like really be, uh, it has to be a great partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the customer advisory board. I think this is a good segue. Um, you recommend that, that companies start that as part of their marketing. Can you enlighten us, um, for those who aren't familiar with that, what that looks like? And is that something that you guys actually do? Yeah. So um, we are in the process of establishing that. But you know, a customer advisory board is basically more or less a form of your top customers. These are the folks that you know essentially are your products, cheerleaders, these are people that are super involved with you. And basically it serves as a forum today. So you can essentially establish better rapport one with your customers. And then eventually the whole point is you essentially want to take them from being, you know, a cold customer that just launched your product, you know, bring them along for a case study, have them start advocating for you. And then from there, you want to really kind of turn it into you know, you want them to be going with you on speaking engagements and things of that sort. So by establishing a customer advisory board, essentially what you're doing is you're kind of closing the gap between you and the customers, right? And also, you know, you're working with the customer success work to essentially bring everything together, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what really the key is um, marketing is essentially going to start taking more customer experience responsibility on. And um, the one way to do that is to essentially bridge the gap with a customer advisory board. So if you have your top 25, top 30 customers that you have a very close relationship with, boy, I'll tell you, it is so much easier to get case studies, to get quotes, to get video testimonials and things of that sort. But even more than that, you want to get these folks involved and closer to you so that you can actually get them involved with beta testing, right? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, if you establish a really solid feedback loop between you and your customer base, you can then actually bring them in closer, get honest feedback, which, you know, sometimes you only get that honest feedback if a customer returns, right? You want to change that. So you get the feedback before, right? Um, and then also um, you want to actually have them establish this rapport. So you have a good feedback loop so you can essentially 
have them help you guide product development, right? Mm -hmm. It's way easier to keep accounts if you keep them engaged, involved, and they're pretty much tracking alongside your product roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's a multifaceted reason why you want a customer advisory board. Um, But I think probably the keys are really having to do with one, establishing that relationship management, two, you know, making sure you have nice feedback loop, and three, getting those beta tests done, you know, helping guide product development and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. And you guys basically spearhead this with um, your customer success team, right? You're saying the marketing team is has their hands really dipped into this? Right. So basically when I came on board, you know, um, North Pass, you know, this was something that didn't exist. So, you know, the first thing I did was, you know, start working one with product and then start working with our customer success team to essentially, you know, bridge that gap, right? So it's all about having a really strong partnership, much like marketing has to partner with sales to make sure that, you know, lead flow and, you know, opportunities are being created and deals are happening. You know, you have to do the same thing with customer success. So this isn't something that falls into, customer success solely, right? Mm-hmm. You can't let customer success just take on the burden of everything and do all the heavy lifting. Marketing definitely has some ownership here. And I mean, just think about it from a marketer's perspective, you know, really, I think the marketer's biggest challenge today is probably between extending LTV, right? Lifetime value, and then reducing customer acquisition costs, right? So CAC. Mm-hmm. So I, to me, this is just one way that you can kind of try and get past that. Yeah. And it really hits both. Uh, you know, the LTV and the CAC, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, another point you had here was, was customer hangouts. Uh, companies should really start, or marketing departments, I should say, um, should really look into starting that. I mean, does that go along with the customer advisory board or is it kind of a, a prelude to it? Right. So I see it very much as like a one-two punch, right? Okay. So for example, we're in the process of doing this at North Pass and we had our first customer hangout in December. And eventually the point is we're going to get to is, we're going to probably have one or two more, maybe three more. And then eventually we're going to get to the point where we have these customer hangouts, which, which are really informal kind of sessions. These are ways that your customers together in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to share product updates. You want to share customer success stories, best practices, things of that sort. And you also want to get these customers interacting with each other, which is obviously super difficult now in these times where everybody's remote, everybody's on a Zoom or a WebEx or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this is best suited for an offline kind of uh, situation. However, there are some really great products and platforms out there that uh, we are looking into that we can actually have more interactive dialogue, right? Because if you do a Zoom webinar, it's really, you're just pushing out information, right? You really want to have that push-pull. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so what was the uh, last point there? I forgot um, the question. <laughs> yeah, is there one that really comes first? So is the the customer hangouts, is that a prelude to the customer advisory board oh, yes. or do they work together at the same time? Yeah. So for me, the customer hangouts are very informal. This is kind of like, you know, for me, it's been, my thinking is you want to feel out, right? I mean, basically between your AEs or your sales team and between your customer success work, you should be, you should know pretty quickly who your top 25, top 30 accounts are. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But you want to kind of feel people out. You want to get a better understanding of how engaged they are, how engaged they want to be. Do people want to be a part of your beta test and, you know, really figuring out the particulars of who really wants to be getting, you know, meet deep and where your product's going. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes some folks, you know, they're super strapped, you know, some administrators that leverage our product, they frankly are just, you know, they're a lean and mean team of 
one or two people. But, you know, the more mature organizations that have maybe 10 or 15 people, there's definitely one or two folks that typically are hand raisers and they say, yeah, I want to be a part of something bigger here. I want to be part of, you know, developing the product in partnership with you, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's very much customer hangouts are a super informal way just to kind of get the message out there, inform people what you're up to and kind of also start having that loose, you know, networking that can come of those events. And then eventually you set up that customer advisory board, right? And that's kind of where you get to the point of, okay, you're getting a little bit more formal. You know, maybe you'll have, you know, when we get past COVID, you can have a nice cool offline event that gets people in the same room. You get 25, 30 people in the room. So having knowledge sharing, it's an exclusive group. Um, people tend to love exclusivity. So there's a lot of win-win there. And then eventually, you know, really when you get to really unpacking this, the ultimate goal is to have a customer summit. Right. And that's once again, that's a bigger form, right? Maybe depending on the size of the company, you're on stall base, maybe at first, you know, first go around, maybe it's 200, 300 people in a room. You have customer, you have a thought leader come in, mm -hmm. you know, give a little bit of a, you know, um, a little bit of color on what they may be working on that's related to you or your space. And then you have, you know, a lot of customer success stories. And then you have, of course, interspersed between this is networking, right? So there's, you know, one thing I grossly underestimated um, before I really bought into customer hangouts and customer summits and things of that sort um, and improving the customer experience was, I wasn't exactly sure, but uh, boy, you know, it is unbelievable how much value your install base and your customers have in the networking component, mm -hmm. most because they want best practices. They want to really understand, you know, new ways of thinking of how to leverage your product. I come from the world of marketing technology. So of course, marketers, you know, they're always looking for the next best thing, right? The next best tool, uh, the next best metric or KPI. So um, really the, the beauty of having these customer summits is really getting that cross-pollination and that knowledge sharing going, right? Uh, and then the last component is, of course, if you have a great product roadmap and you've got some great stuff to share, which any SaaS company should, I would hope, um, you definitely want to tease that stuff out. You want to get people excited about what's coming um, because if you don't have a bit of excitement, boy, you are missing out. <laughs> Absolutely. That was going to be my question and you kind of answered it with the summit. Um, when it comes to the customer hangouts, is there incentive outside of you're going to be networking with other marketers and customers of your product and learn what works? Um, or is it basically just that for, for example, the customer hangouts? Yeah, so I think it's, one, if you have a great thought leader that's going to come in, mm -hmm. um, you know, that can really shed some light. You know, if there's like, for example, in the MarkTech space where I'd previously done this, um, you know, we had Scott Brinker come in and he is just a he's essentially the godfather of marketing technology, depending who you ask. Mm -hmm. um, and we had him come in and everybody just got super excited because at the time the marketing technology space was super fluid and it was super dynamic. Nobody really knew where this thing was going. We just knew it was getting bigger faster and you know everybody was just trying to understand what the next best tool was to use mm -hmm. so we brought him in and that was just for a lot of folks that attended our event which was you know a few hours um, for a lot of people that was just worth it alone right and then when you layer on you know customer success stories you start having the networking events just to kind of show people this is what other folks are doing with this product mm -hmm. that really is where like the eye-opening aha moments are right yeah um so yeah Awesome. Um, let's move on to, I mean, we covered what, what companies need and marketing teams need to start doing. Um, I mean, they need really need to own CX is what it boils down to. Um, but I want to jump into what they should stop doing 
when it comes to getting started, because uh, this is a good, a good thing that they need to understand too. Um, whether it's with uh, applying what we're talking about today to the marketing team or even other stuff they might hear, analysis paralysis um, and just kind of waiting for the perfect opportunity is something, something that plagues a lot of marketing teams and they'll do it later or it's not perfect uh, to start. So we can't do it now. Um, can you address that? What are some ways that you've eliminated that with your team? Yeah. So, I mean, this is something I'm still trying to improve upon. I think there's really two worlds of marketers, right? And this is kind of just the sign of the times. Really, there's the old Don Draper type marketers, right? They're scratching ideas and creative things on the back of napkins and things like that. And then you have the new age of marketers, right? That are really employing the use of data and data mm-hmm. analytics and things of that sort. So there's this great schism happening. Um, but for where I'm sitting, I mean, you know, frankly, you know, between our leadership team, obviously our investors and everything like that, there's certain data points that we have to sit down and actually talk about, like, where is our CAC? What is our, you know, payback to CAC ratio and things of that sort, which are super important, obviously. You want to keep mind, be mindful of those things. But to me, it's kind of like, you know, when it comes to CX or starting any kind of customer community or anything of that sort, just don't overcomplicate the initiative, right? I mean, you know, I would hope anybody that's at a B2B SaaS company or any B2B company should have a pretty good idea of who their top 30 accounts are. And if they don't, well, boy, you've got a great sales team, let's hope. And you should have a really great customer success org that can help you at least get the process going. Um, And I think probably related to this is, um, you know, you can obviously sit there and run all sorts of different metrics in terms of, you know, why you should choose one customer over the other, but really, I would just look at it as just looking at their NPS, right? And just say, all right, who actually is a cheerleader? Who actually is an advocate for, you know, whether it's Norris Pass or Company X? Um, Start there. Just keep it simple and just get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Once you have that partnership in place with CS, just get the ball rolling. Don't sit there and overanalyze the data. Yeah. Um, One final point you have here, and you you touched on this before, but let's go into it again. Um, Don't rely on customer success. to do all the heavy lifting here. Um, is that something, so in your, in North Pass, is that something that was happening before or did you guys come together initially and say, we're, we're gonna work on this together? Right, so I mean, you know, before I got to North Pass, you know, that's obviously, that's a, that's a world I don't know much about, <laughs> um, you know, but really what it comes down to is, um, I feel like this is something that really needs to be a partnership, right? For marketing, obviously, you know, we're all about extending LTV. Um, and the CS org, obviously they have a, they are completely involved in that as well. Um, so I think between trying to market the product, right. And market the new features that are coming out, you know, there's obviously a shared responsibility there. And then obviously we, we should, you know, marketing and CS should take on the ownership of delighting our customers, right. And making them feel special, making them feel part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's always been a shared effort. And I, at North pass, I think it was just something that we were, it was an opportunity that we didn't quite see before, mm-hmm. uh, but now that we've recognized it, now that we have this great partnership in place, uh, we are certainly moving as fast as possible in terms of maturing this function, right? Establishing our community. We did our first customer hangout in December, went over really well. And I can say that our customers are definitely waiting for more. Uh, I think we definitely have some maturation to kind of work on. For example, you know, we need to have that little bit of interactivity with our, you know, online events since we're not in the offline times anymore. But boy, I can't wait until everybody gets vaccinated and we get going and we move beyond COVID so we can start yeah. doing these in-person events because 
nothing was, like it there's nothing like it right? <laughs> there really isn't anything like it and there's nothing like when people shake hands and you know they introduce themselves they start talking about what challenges they're facing they start talking about you know what best practices they're employing different ways to use the product that nobody may have been thinking of um you know we've even had some customers do custom integrations and stuff like that and when you start sharing that knowledge between people it really just takes you know the stickiness of the product to the next level so, yeah. So for us, I mean, it really comes down to that partnership and really kind of sticking together and making sure that everybody's aligned. Um, you know, to me, it's like whether it's sales, whether it's customer success, whether it's product, we're all in it together, right? You know, for us, we're a startup. We're about fifty heads, so you know, everybody needs to be bringing their egg game every day, and everybody certainly needs to be working in the same direction, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Richard, appreciate you joining me here on B2B Made Simple. Before we go, um, we haven't heard yet. We're starting to do this at the end of the podcast to mix it up. But <laughs> what do you guys actually do at North Pass? Can you spend a couple minutes on that? Right, sure. So North Pass is, an, is a learning platform that essentially helps companies, you know, from all walks of life across verticals, we're industry agnostic, um, basically do conduct online training programs for their, um, you know, for their workforces, for their customers, for their partners, you name it. Um, you know, a lot of folks, I think, probably think of, you know, LMSs or learning management system systems, excuse me, as kind of, you know, oh, that just takes care of employee onboarding, things of that sort. But it's actually more than that. And uh, you, you really see it with the likes of, you know, customer education programs, which once again, comes back to customer experiences. And then you see it with, you know, partnership programs and things of that sort. Um, Ultimately, what we're doing is just trying to make everybody better, right? And kind of be better in their roles. Um, so I think that that would kind of sum it up. Um, you know, we work with all sorts of customers with, you know, small to mid-sized businesses. And then, you know, we work with some real amazing companies like Compass, um, you know, Airbnb, et cetera. So, I mean, you know, really what I see it is this learning, you know, is very much like marketing. It's a horizontal. Everybody needs it. And frankly, COVID has just accelerated the inevitable. Um, you know, this is all, you know, you can only go to a, a, a training center and get trained. You know, you, you can only do that so much, right? Now it's kind of like everybody's remote, so it has to go online. So it's just accelerated the inevitable. Very, very true. Well, Richard, thank you again, man. Appreciate you uh, joining me here and being here today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs>